Last time on Forever GM Presents Merkborg, we were introduced to an unusual team of characters. They are Vatan, a former human who, after experiencing his own death, woke up as a lizard-like person. He's now wandering the under, taking any promising opportunities that come his way. Repose reflects the truth, a strange, alien-like creature who is in search of a key that will allow them to transcend this world. Augustus, a once noble who was cast into the Under by the Shadow King and now travels with his jester Felix and the skull of his beloved Yulia in search of a way to return to the surface. And Kerm, a prophet of the dead goddess Malace, Bride of the Flesh, who seeks to create for her a new body to rise again. They are on their way to the Bloodmire, an underground lake of animal blood, fat, guts, and other such effluents as members of the Mire Guard, a group who escort caravans of dredgers to the Bloodmire. While on the way, the torchbearers of the caravan wandered off into the darkness and were attacked and killed by something that is now charging directly at the caravan. How we're going to do this is d6 plus your agility, or minus it, if it's negative. I got a three. Uh, I got a six. Reposed has a five. That is a four plus one. Okay, so it goes Kerm, Repose, and Augustus on the same turn. Bad guys, and then Vatan. And uh, Lucas will be acting on... Actually, he has stats. I can just roll this. Oof, he's acting last. Come on, you old fart. <laughs> How old is Lucas? I assume I assume he's kind of like a grizzled vet, but I don't know. Yeah, don't know he's it's hard to tell down here. Like, okay. you know, 30-year-olds look 60. Sure, here. yeah. <laughs> so, Kerm, you can just barely make out the shape of at least two figures in the distance. Okay. Um, Unless you have some kind of night vision, I don't know. No, no, definitely that. not. Kerm is concerned. He is kind of excited but also like this to him is just kind of a bother because he he's not here for this he's here to bring back his queen I'm on a mission dang it yeah exactly yeah. um so he at first looks kind of confused and a little bit concerned and then under his breath to himself he is just like you're holding me up i need to get to the blood mire and and takes out his uh, his bow and is going to try to get a little bit closer just to see what's going on. Awesome. Okay. So you can move up and uh, shoot at them. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do both. I'll do both. So I want to move up and see if I can tell if it's more than just two figures. And then I want to shoot at one when of them. You, when you move up a little bit closer, I'm going to go ahead and see that or say that you can see that there are at least two more following behind them a decent ways. Okay. I think when I first see that there are four of them, um, just like... I just I'm just more annoyed, and yeah, I'm I'm gonna shoot at one of them, probably one of the ones that I could see initially. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be much easier to shoot, so go for it. I rolled a fourteen. Amazing, you hit. Uh, go ahead and do your damage. Awesome. So I probably run up and like kind of try to crouch a little bit behind like a a big boulder or a big stalagmite or something. Absolutely, yeah. There's 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 stalagmites. Awesome. Everywhere for you to hide behind. And then I just take aim and, and let an arrow fly it's gonna it's gonna be three damage nice can i tell that these specifically are goblins the ones up front definitely look like men but they look ragged as hell and they look 
like their noses are kind of elongating. They look like they might be in the middle of the transformation. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's goblins. Yeah, for our uh, listeners who might not be familiar with how goblins work in Merkborg, they are amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love these things. They they look like goblin sharks, kind of humanoid goblin sharks, and goblins are created by a curse that goblins have. So when you are attacked by a goblin, if you do not kill it in, I want to say it's like six days, D6 days, you become a goblin. So cool. Anyway, it is not killed, but it is grievously wounded. Okay, it's a start. Nice one. (laughs) So next is both Repose and Augustus. I'll let Repose go first. Okay, cool. I rolled and Repose remembers that they have their crossbow. So awesome. They just reach under their robe and pull out a crossbow and cock it back. And they're going to try to hit the one that um, Kerm just hit because it's right there. And so I roll a D20 plus my presence. Yes. Presence. Mm-hmm. For ranged attacks. Mm, that's a seven. <laughs> mm. A seven is not going to hit it. Can I use an omen? Absolutely, you can use an okay, omen. Okay, I got four. Oh. So you can re-roll, uh, or you can reduce the DR by four, but in this case, the seven still wouldn't hit, so you're probably going to yeah. want to re-roll. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. Uh, 11? 11 is better. <laughs> The difficulty to hit these these men, these manblins, is still only 12. Manblins. Can I spend another one and then turn the DR down by four so I actually do hit it? Absolutely, you can. And you hit it, so go ahead and do All your right, damage. All right, that's a D8. Oof, Whoa, that's good. good. <laughs> Big swing? A one! <laughs> ah, well, oh. Classic Cindy. <laughs> The good news is that graze of his thigh brings him down to two HP, which means he does now have to make a morale test. Reposed feels proud. Well, their morale is only eight and I rolled an 11. And when you roll over the creature's morale, they have to, I have to roll a D six to see whether they flee or surrender. Nice. Oh, they're fleeing. He just turns around. He was charging at you guys. And then he gets, Packed with one bolt and kind of like slashed by another as it whistles past. And he just skids to a stop and turns around. Um, since there was a guy literally right behind him, I'm going to give a uh, random chance for him to have just kind of barreled into that guy behind him real quick. Do you guys nice. want highs or lows? Highs. 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 Perfect. I rolled a 91. So nice. uh, he, he turns to flee and just basically shoulder tackles the guy right behind him. (laughs) Um, He doesn't even really notice how close to him that guy was and just like, boom, the two of them go down. So one guy with full HP is now, you know, out for a round. (laughs) And Repose does an unworldly ululation in the back of their throat. (laughs) I would love to imitate that, but I don't think I can. (laughs) So, uh, next is Augustus. Higher main goblins are there? Uh, There's Two guys still running towards you, uh, and two guys kind of tangled up on the ground. Okay, this is going to be great, because as, uh, well, hopefully if I hit this one, but Augustus moves forward and, like, swings the bell axe like a baseball bat. Awesome. No no form, just nice. strength. That is a 14 plus one. Oh, hell yeah, you hit. Uh, let's hopefully do I add strength on the on the damage or you no? do not as far as I know I think it's flat 
damage. Seven, anyways. Oh, you just take this guy's head right off. He was kind of like running towards you at the same momentum as you were. And you just kind of drop low into a batter stance and just shunk head straight off. It's been too long. The guy running behind him just kind of skids to a stop, horrified. Dirty dagger in his hand. Uh, And it is bad guy's turn. So bad guy is going to attempt to stab you so you have to make an agility uh, you meaning uh, Augustus sorry so you need to make me an agility test I have a plus one that is a three plus one oof okay can I re-roll with an omen you can spend an omen to re-roll yes I'll do this I got 11 plus one you made it that is the DC to avoid their attack oh thank god okay that is good because they have real poisonous knives (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So he just shanks towards you and you just kind of hop back like a boxer. Um, just barely out of his range. Oh, wait, hold on. For everyone, um, we actually get plus two to attack and damage. Everybody does. Really? Because my court dresser at the beginning of every fight for two rounds gives attack and damage. Oh, plus two. yeah. He's charging in there with you and he's being obnoxious as hell. Nice. That's very good. He's my bard. <laughs> it's plus two to hit and defense. So your reroll would have actually been too higher even, but you made it anyway. Oh, that's fine. So the other two bad guys are going to spend their turn kind of getting apart from each other because they're both tackled onto the ground. And the one that was fleeing is going to continue fleeing. And the one that wasn't is going to spend his the rest of his turn getting up to Augustus and not doesn't have time to attack this turn. Next is Vatan. Oh, well, Vatan does one thing and runs in and s- slashes at someone. Okay. Well, th- there's two guys with full HP, basically, both threatening Augustus. Uh, yeah. Let me let me go for somebody with uh, with full HP. I'm going to be like, oh, Augustus, uh, on my way. And then I <laughs> charge in with a Zlihander. Amazing. Ooh. That is a six. <laughs> Do you want to continue the trend and spend an omen <laughs> to reroll? I only have one omen, so I think I might save it. Absolutely yeah. fine. Okay. Yeah. So you you kind of swing a little bit wide on the, as previously mentioned, extremely slippery ground. Yeah. You kind of lose your footing just a little bit. Whoops. <laughs> Lucas uh, sees this and sees that it's getting a little bit tight up there. So he's basically just going to run up and body block between the uh, two ranged attackers and everything, just in case you two get murdered <laughs> so that your back line is protected. It's not cowardice, I swear. It's strategic. No. Matan's like, good call, Lucas. <laughs> you stay back there. <laughs> Old man. <laughs> I'm 31. <laughs> um, Kerm, top of the round. If I see that um, Vatan is like in trouble, I'm going to try to try to kind of support support him. So I'm going to try to get a little bit closer to Vatan, and I'm going to shoot an arrow at uh, whatever one he's engaged with in combat with. Go ahead and roll your attack. That's a seven. Hmm. It's a difficulty of fourteen. Was it? It's twelve. Uh, you're 12. getting plus two from your. Oh, from the nine. capering of the fool, but that's still not enough. In that case, enough. I'll I'll spend an omen to lower the difficulty by four. 
Okay, that brings it down to eight, so you would hit. All right, yeah, I'm going to do that. Uh, roll your damage. Uh, another three. Amazing. Ooh. Next is Augustus and Repose. Who wants to go first? I'll give it to Repose. How many people are, how many goblinoids are still here, two? Two. Mm-hmm. Let's go for the one that's most grievously injured and try to crossbow that guy. It's real good. Uh, okay, no, that's good. So that's a 15 to hit. Perfect. You hit. D8. Ooh, a six this time. Oh, my God. Okay, that one goes straight Ooh. through the guy's eyeball. Kind of mm. pops out a little bit the back. Ooh. I love it. I, l- I like to imagine that like the two arrows hit almost simultaneously, like one and then the other <laughs> immediately. Like. Yeah, it was like half a second between the two. So he was like, oh, yeah. ah! oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, this one's worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the second one through the eye. Now we will ask the questions. Oh, okay. So that one is dead. Uh, so Augustus, you have one uh, half-changed goblin fellow all up in your grill. I look to them, I nod sadly, and I tell them, well, hopefully with this I'll give you peace. And that is a 15 plus one. Hell plus yeah, two. plus two. Yeah, go Ooh. ahead, do your damage. That uh, is a five. Oof. Not as bloody as needed, but still. It has one HP left, <laughs> so... It's going to go ahead and make its morale roll. Not looking good. That's a 10 out of the uh, eight that it needed, eight or lower it needed to not flee. So it's going to see if it flees or surrenders. It surrenders. So he just throws his knife down on the ground and kind of like gets on his knees and just throws his hands up, waggling them in the air. Fantastic. Ooh. You you make this easier. I kill him. Oh, <laughs> just <laughs> shink. Perfect. The only uh, half-changed goblin to survive was the one that took three damage and just immediately peaced out. (laughs) Nice. So is it, like, quiet in this cavern now? It doesn't seem like there are any more of them? You hear hurried, flappy feet disappearing down the tunnel. But yeah, it doesn't sound like more stuff is coming towards you. Should we chase them? It would only be a bother. Uh, Lucas just kind of shrugs. Reposed is gliding towards... The, the goblin that they killed. They don't usually come out here to attack us. I mean, we have way too many weapons, he just says and looks at Augustus when he says it. Do you need extra? I have the funds. I'm good, thank you. Hmm. I just mean, they know we're dangerous. Quite. These ones must have been desperate. When I finally accomplish my new invention, that is the longer battle axe, they will... <laughs> Be twice as afraid. Uh, isn't that just called a bardish? No, that's stupid. The longer battle axe it is, he says. <laughs> Maybe the bat longer or the august longer. I'll figure it out. Oh, you mean you mean like a pole axe? He says. No, that's also stupid. Uh, halberd? He says. No. <laughs> a He's just gonna axe. be naming pole axes for all day. <laughs> oh my god. So, Reposed, what are you doing to this corpse? Uh, Reposed is going to use their whispers past the gate powers to ask them three questions. (laughs) Okay, so let's go ahead and roll you a presence test DR12. So that's plus one. Ooh, 18. Okay, 
Uh, so you can ask three questions to this deceased creature. Yeah. So Repose leans down and it looks like they're they're pulling the goblin up by their neck, but really it's just rising through the air. <laughs> um, let's see. <laughs> All right. And uh, their first question is, when was the last time you did something nice for the sponge brains? <laughs> I stopped eating them, he says. I only eat meat now. The second question is, who do you love more than anything in the world? Me! <laughs> okay. And then uh, the last one is, somebody once told me that a raven is like a writing desk. Why? Because writing desks got black ink on them and ravens is black, he says. Thank you. <sighs> it just collapses out of your thrall. Were you rolling to see if you remembered that you had questions or what was that? Yep. Okay. Yep. Because <laughs> I was like, I need to I need to figure out stuff about the key, right? And, uh, nope, never <laughs> remembered it. Never remembered my central adventure. Nope, that's fine. I love that. That's commitment. You, you got a terrible, terrible memory. All right. So Lucas picks up the um, pole lanterns and just kind of brings them back to the caravan and finds two people, <laughs> two more guards, and just shoves them into their hands. <laughs> and they, they look a little sad, but they move towards the front. Vatan is like disappointed. I think like you see Vatan like kind of grasping out like towards it. Like, yeah, I'll take I'll it. No. Okay, okay. Lucas just kind of looks and shakes his head and is like, mm, you, you got better things ahead, boy. <sighs> so these these uh, torch walkers are definitely holding back a little bit closer to the group than the last ones. Oh, yeah. This probably happens all the time. Yeah, they're almost visible this time instead of like 200 feet away. Yeah. Um, you guys only have to travel for another 10 minutes or so before you come up to a big old set of doors. Ooh. Lucas pulls out a hefty ring of four keys and uses them one after another to unlock four latches built into the gigantic sturdy doors blocking access to the bloodmire. After doing so, he and another guard push the doors aside to reveal the gargantuan chamber in which lurks the fetid bog of gore and the dredgers have come to splash about in the bloodmire. As bad as the stink of blood and rot was back in town, it's a clean dozen times worse in here. The air is cold and still, but its coppery bite is harsh. When the doors creak open, light from the caravan floods into the cavern, just barely managing to reach its enormous ceiling of almost 70 feet high. The nearest shallows of the bloodmire are visible on the outer edge of the caravan's torchlights, stagnant blood and clotted mame as far as the light carries. Lucas and the guard move to one side and usher in the caravan of wagons and carts. In the distance, the far darkness of the cave, where the light of your torches couldn't hope to reach, a tiny flash of blue light catches your attention. Though no one else in the caravan seems to have noticed or reacted to it, it vanishes once again as quickly as it appeared. Suddenly, a noise in the distance of the tunnels originating back in the direction of Schutstad, a noise which had been growing for the past five minutes or so as the caravan slowly shuffled into the cavern, grows to a fearsome pitch. Shouting, screaming, fighting, the sounds of distant battle echoing down a half-mile of cave. Lucas looks at the other guards and makes a quick decision. 
He hefts both doors closed and hurriedly begins throwing the latches into place to lock the doors tight. Huh? Behind us? Yeah. It's just more scum from the stomach, he says. Must be making a play for the town. Nothing the Meyer guard back home can't handle, he says shakily. (laughs) His eyes are just wide as he's just like kind of back against the door. It's probably fine. Uh, everyone in the caravan just kind of stares at the, him and the door for a while, and then a bunch of them just kind of shrug and start talking and spreading out in the area. I would probably go up to Vatan because I know that Vatan talks a lot, and I want to know a lot of information. Oh, good. So I probably like walk up right behind you, and you don't know I'm there till I start talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what do you think <gasps> is really going on back in town? Oh, I'm so- I'm sorry. What's it? Yeah, it's it's fine, you know. It's just a little rude to just start talking to somebody, you know. You probably want to oh come in with a like, hey. I do I whisper when I start? If I no, don't you start, usually don't. you start a conversation with like a hey, uh, hey, oh. okay. <laughs> yeah, hey. What do you think is really going on back in town? I mean, the guard. There weren't many of them. You know, I'm sure it'll be fine. You know, we usually leave the best to take care of the town. That's uh, that's what I tell myself, at least. Uh, Are you saying that because you're scared? Me? Uh, I don't really know what being scared is anymore. Maybe I'm always scared. Maybe I'm never scared. It's kind of just one of those uh, emotions. Oh, I see. They're always scared. Lucas just kind of pushes past you guys, kind of looking a little bit haunted, keeps darting his eyes back towards the door for a second, and then just walks over towards um, some guys have sort of set up a makeshift, like kind of like grill thing, and they're slopping some blood sausages onto it. Hmm. Is how Lucas is acting, is this... Because like, I'm assuming like we've been on a yeah. few, like I kind of know him. Uh, at least we're familiar. Is this like weird or is this? Uh... He looks more shaken than you're used to seeing. He's not immune to fear. He's not the like, you know, perfect grizzled yeah. commando. But uh, he's you've definitely seen him afraid when fighting ghouls and stuff. But you've never seen him like he, he definitely looks shaken in a way that you're not used to. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the big one is definitely afraid. Yeah, that's a... You can smell it. It's definitely something weird about that. Uh, and, like, you can kind of see, like... Uh, Gears turning. Vuitton's, like, a little uncomfortable. Yeah, like, it's like... What do you think? Uh, should we go check up on it? Well, those blood sausages look really good, actually. Yeah, let's, why not? Let's go. And then, like, I think I'll, like, kind of put my arm around Kerm, <laughs> and we'll be like, let's get going. And I think that that actually kind of comforts him a little bit that that you think that where everything's good, you kind of like fool him. And he's like, oh, I guess everything's good. <laughs> there's a there's a dredger with the caravan who's who's kind of looking over the uh, uh, the grill that they have set up. And he's the one manning it. And he just says, first meal for you, God, folks in the quarter mark. Be done real soon, I says. I go up to Lucas and I ask him, uh- hi. What's bothering you out there? That's how you start a conversation. <laughs> oh, I'll take notes. I there's there's fighting back at town. He says, "I um, maybe we should go back." We had a lot of fighting while we were out there. Yeah, that's a good point. Just a little worried. I've never seen the 
goblins of the stomach so riled up. Hmm. Why don't you just seal off the cave? Oh, we've we've tried. They chew their way through in a matter of a day. It's not quite worth the effort. Through the rock? Doesn't that mean they can easily chew through this door? He just kind of looks like he's never considered that. <laughs> and then he just oh stares God. wide-eyed at the door. <laughs> no, no, the the locks will they'll they'll protect us. Why are locks sturdier than rocks? Cuz they're metal. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Oh. But the rest of the door isn't. <laughs> he just kind of looks at his feet. <laughs> Maybe the metal burns them. It does smell terrible. Uh, another little brief flash of blue light. Almost like something up there is catching the torchlight as the uh, dredgers kind of spread out in the cavern. Flashes up on the... Now that they're spread out, you can kind of see there's enough light spread out throughout this area that you can sort of see that there's this great big dark island in the middle of the Bloodmire, And that seems to be kind of in the middle of that island is where this blue light is intermittently flashing. I think that uh, Kerm is so overjoyed by the sight of all this blood that he's not feeling any worries. He definitely like goes up to the blood mire and like kneels down and starts like kind of dipping his hands into it and watching it run through his fingers. When you kind of dip your hand in, you feel another hand brush up against yours. It's soothing. That was strange. You feel like you should be surprised by this, but it feels okay. I keep dipping my hands in and watching the blood and flesh kind of run through my fingers. So he's having a fun time. (laughs) <laughs> the flash of light I'm, I'm i'm assuming like i this is the same kind of light that i saw before or no it is yeah it, it's only intermittent you only okay. see it like every couple minutes and anytime you try to like grab somebody else and be like look it's it's just gone okay oh so repose doesn't see it oh no rep- all of the pcs definitely see it oh okay then yeah because yeah. i was gonna say repose is like looking at it like, you know, owls do, where they, like, stretch out their neck and just turn their head in crazy ways. Whoa. And it's very obvious. Augustus suggests, you know you could fly over there. I was thinking about it. Did you want to fly with me? I, I cannot. Why not? I, la- I lack the ability to fly. You know, my father told me, Felix says, people what can fly, they're just like people what can't fly, except they can fly. Oh my god. That is classic Felix. Do you want to hold on to me and we'll fly together? Can you bring me along? Can I, GM? Uh, you've never tried. I'll try. Okay. I, 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 I gingerly look at you and I'm like, do I, do I have to hold on to anything or? Yes, wrap your flesh around my body. <laughs> uh, Careful, boss, Felix says. I hold all around their waist. I'm trying to not think about what they said. You definitely feel like dead lice oh. fall out of their hair onto your oh. face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and roll me an agility test. Okay, that's like my best thing. Yeah, it's only going to be DR8. Huzzah. Let's say. All right. Eight! <laughs> On the nose. Nice, okay. Good. Nice. So you, uh, it's a little bit rough, but for at first, but you kind of get used to it. The extra weight is surprisingly more difficult to account for than you thought it would be. This would be easier if you had less limbs. 
So you guys drift over and you eventually kind of see that this island has this very tall slab on the middle of it. Um, kind of like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's about 10 feet high and it just kind of looks like cut off altar almost, but it, it would have to be like an altar for giants or something because it's huge. That appears to sort of be where the the light is flashing the light from the pole lanterns that the uh, dredgers have is definitely not reaching up here. So do any of you have candles or torches or anything? I don't know. It's pretty good. I have a lot of torches. That's true. You have tons of stuff, don't you? I have four torches. If I attach a torch to a staff, could be, it, it could be a long torch. Yes, it will be Augustus's long torch. Nice. So, do you strike a torch? Do, do, I'm sorry, do you guys land on this slab where the light seems to be? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And do you strike a torch or something? Yes, I do. Cool. So, once you do that, you notice that the center portion of this great big, like, 30-foot-long, 10-foot-high slab is just covered in these strange circular runes, which... As I recall, the pale one can is literate, but only in languages which are completely incomprehensible, right? Is this is this incomprehensible? This is definitely not a language from this reality, so yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, you are literate, but only in dead languages. Okay. So definitely definitely applies. That's so good. Uh, can you read this? Of course. Can't you? It looks like circles. On circles. That is what all language looks like to me. You see the words, the standing cannot see the bottoms of their feet. The box cannot see you here. And as your torch is struck, it is now that that sort of flashing blue light you were seeing is just constant as uh, the light of your torch is reflecting off of this very shiny, maybe foot long blue silver object. It looks like a two tined fork. (gasps) Undo weapon. <laughs> you, do you just snatch it up or something? Yes. You pick it up. I can attach it to the other end of my staff for a torch staff pitchfork. Please don't. You hear in your mind. Uh, you? No, that's not Yulia. Her voice is much more sweet and lilting. I hold up the skull and just like... You hear the voice again. My name is Epna. I am the enemy of Stanged. Is that a food? No. Stanged? Place me in your mouth that I might become a second tongue. Hmm. I know someone that would use you greatly. What does that mean? I am not to be used. Are you the user? No. I am Epna. So you do not use and you are not user. And you are Epna. So you've never used. I am not to be used. For to use me would defy my purpose. What is your purpose? To open that which is closed. A key! No! (laughs) It seems so angry. (laughs) No! Uh, Augustus is straightforward to a fault. Put me in your (laughs) mouth! Do you say, um, does Augustus say a key out loud? Yes. And then just her posed head snaps around to you and just zeroes in on the fork. That is what I was looking for. 
It's a key. Yes. To put in your mouth. Oh. And Repose opens their mouth wide. I stick it in their mouth. Yes. Yes. This feels like a bad idea. Yeah, a little bit. Wait, should we wait to go across back to the blood mine before we stick it in your mouth? Reposed wouldn't write, so it depends on what you want to do. <laughs> since since we're playing an OSR game, and it seems like a lot of those are about being buttheads to your players, I'm going to say, since you said I stick it in <laughs> her mouth, you're, you, yeah, do, you did yeah, it. That's fair, that's fair. I, st- I stick it in there. So you're just like, all right, and you kind of just jam it in the direction of Reposed's face. Might this unlock the secrets in your mind? It, it turns into this slithery snake thing where it was once very, very rigid <sighs> and just kind of lays itself over your tongue and dips down into your throat and then kind of flattens against the back of your throat and becomes a tongue for the top of your mouth. Your mouth oh. opens up kind of definitely not of your accord and coming out of your mouth you hear yes yes excellent i now speak you spoke before this is no different i spoke only to you now all can hear me but you're still speaking to me yes i bite the tongue with my teeth it clangs like metal (gasps) it feels a little uncomfortable to do so just like if you've bitten down on your own fork before (laughs) If this is the limitations of this island, perhaps we should travel back. Yes. And tell them our discovery. Yes. I can lead you. Where is the door? Tell me where the door is. I can lead you through the secret paths of this world and out of the under. But I cannot be used. Yes. As, but you're a key. To use me is to defeat my purpose. So you're useless? No. If you cannot be used, therefore you have no use, therefore less, therefore useless. I was created to open the box, but if I open the box, it is the doom of this world. So you are a key. Yes. He sounds sad. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately. However. Is this close enough that, like, we can see what's happening? You hear talking in the distance. Uh, They're pretty far away on top of a big old slab. So you see light up there from their torch, which was definitely not there before. And you kind of see their two um, shadows painted up against the, the cave wall. From this distance, all you see is those two shadows and hear kind of vaguely them talking. So stag, right? I am Epna. Stanged is my enemy. So, who is of the Golden Hind? The Golden Hind. Hello? The Golden Hind is one creature which seeks me. I know the names of all who seek me. So you knew that we did not seek you? This one seeks me. What is my name? Reposed reflects the truth. Oh, so you do not know my true name. I know only the name that you are known in this world. That is fair. Well, key to the box. Um, we... I must not open the box! I understand, but you are the key to the box, even though you do not open it. (sighs) He's the key to many things. To the spaces. I believe... I like... I like... Okay, I know this is a little weird, but, like, I stroke your tongue, or, like, that person... That that tongue. (laughs) I mean, it is... It is very long and, like, leading out of her face. Their face. Yeah. And I, I look and I'm like, <laughs> I believe I was meant to find you. 
my my lovely Yulia told me uh told me not a fortnight ago that the golden hand and the bloody stag sought you. Yes. And from you, we can leave this wretched under. Yes, I can lead you through the secret paths of this world. But only if you agree not to use me. But we're using you to o- go through the secret paths. No. No. It is using me. Yes. For now, let's fly to the other side again. Okay. I. Oh my god. <laughs> <Repose> also agrees. <laughs> I like to imagine that wh- while this is happening, just me and Kerm are like eating some dogs. <laughs> we're, at, we're having some blood sausage. As a dark prophecy unfolds. So, what do you think about that light? What do you think about that light? It's kind of weird. Where'd the other two go? <laughs> <laughs> they they fly back. Yeah. And you guys have like just finished your first dogs. Poking at a boil on the ground, like, put it up, burst. <laughs> Can I actually ask Repose something uh, after we touch down? Could mm-hmm. I try something with this thing? Yes, of course. Can I try to take it out? I'd rather you didn't. Any vessel will do. Okay. Can I take it out? Yes. If you kind of grasp it with the intention to remove it, yes. it yes. will slowly become rigid again as you kind of pull it out. And it it turns back... <laughs> It turns, it turns back into this, you know, rigid fork, just like it was before. And that is what Kerm and Vatan immediately see as soon as they land. <laughs> <laughs> um, random thing. Can I just try sticking it inside of uh, my skull's mouth? Ooh. Okay. So, yeah. Unf- mm. No, if it doesn't work, that's fine. I was just trying to be silly. I would have given it back anyways. I just want yeah, to see if that works. I do like that, but I, uh, it specifically needs a living host. So That's fair. Yeah. What if I put it on Repose's hand? Will it stick there? Mm-mm. It just kind of hangs out in the hand like like a fork. Yeah, can you imagine if you had a tongue on your ha- hand? How cool <laughs> would that be? I stick it back on Repose's mouth. That doesn't seem very... <laughs> If that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so now you two, uh, Vatan and uh, Kerm, have witnessed the strangest interaction. <laughs> and then after <laughs> this thing gets shoved into um, a Repose's face again, it you now watch it just kind of become loose and slithery. And then you hear expelling from Repose's face. Yes, I am returned. Quite the extra fellow. Can we... Be joined for eternity. How long do you live? I'm not sure yet, but I have at least 21 more lives. You cannot kill that which is eternal. I I don't know if I'm eternal or not. I am. We will find out together. I turned back to everyone, so either way we found the key tongue thing. Yes. Every Every time I'm speaking in that voice, just imagine... Uh, Repose's face kind of being thrown back and just mouth open and just this silvery, like, liquid metal tongue talking to you. So, Kerm, seeing this happen, is just kind of talking to himself a lot. He's just like, what, my queen, is this? You see a reflection in the blood pool that you're hunched over. It looks like this sort of wispy, vaguely humanoid shape. And it just says, follow, follow the key. It will lead you to my destiny. Uh, I, will, I will follow. I will follow to, to the ends of the under. Take a vial of this blood that I might watch. 
and speak when necessary. Yes, my queen, and I, I take out a vial and dip it in the blood. And Perfect. But Vatan just kind of mutters, like, I mean, I wouldn't really call myself a queen, but I appreciate it. Uh. <laughs> You will be whole again. You you'll be whole again. What is that guy's deal? <laughs> <laughs> he has unfortunately gone mad. It is a symptom of the mortal mind. That must be why I'm not mad, because I am immortal. Well, we'll see. No. The sound of distant thundering and screaming and fighting is growing a lot closer. And then suddenly the door just start rattling as if being slammed upon. And Lucas's Lucas's head just kind of snaps in that direction. Everyone else kind of like stops what they're doing, except the dredgers that are way far out in the lake. They just don't even hear it. Um, but yeah, like half of the caravan is now just staring at the door in horror. So, uh, Augustus holds, um, like the, they cross their arms over like, you know, his chest and he goes, well, that must be the golden hind and the bloody stag. And upon Lucas, like saying is like, you know, what's that? Or who's that? It's like, oh yes, they're, uh, trying to get this thing. Yes, they have come. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Forever GM Presents Merkborg. Over the last week since we've released the first episode of this campaign, we have seen a ton of people take to Twitter and other places on the internet to talk about the campaign and to talk about the show. And I just want to take a moment to thank you all so much. Uh, you know, every time we see someone mention the show, it, it really goes a very long way in helping new people discover it. Uh, we always see a big spike in, in listeners after someone talks about it, and it just feels really good. So to anyone out there who is enjoying the show and who has taken the time to tell their friends about it or talk about it online... Thank you so much. It really does mean a lot to us. As always, if you want to find us on Twitter, uh, it's at ForeverGMPod. That's with the number four. Or you can find our website at www.ForeverGM.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week for some more Merkborg.